Hey, great show today. Tremendous show today. Learned a lot. Um, we talked about the great speech the president gave last night. Oof, electric. Uh, there are a few issues with it. We kind of go into that today. Also, Ted Cruz uh, joins us. Carol Roth talks about what's coming with the economy. Uh, and I go into a new theory I've been saying for the last few days. Something's not right with this Ukraine thing. It's just something is missing. I think I've pieced it together. I may be wrong. I'm only working on a theory, but I thought I would share it with you today. Uh, that's in hour number three of today's podcast. Don't miss uh, tonight's lineup on Blaze TV as well. Starting 8 p.m. Eastern with Studios America. A fantastic Whoa. show. Wait a Guest minute. tonight. You're not even going to believe the name we got. Glenn Beck. Holy cow. Pretty exciting, right? Washed up loser. And then uh, Glenn TV oh, on Blaze TV. The guy who stars in that is brilliant. And my guest, (laughs) one of them, is Stu. (laughs) Yes. Also, Dave Rubin is going to be with us. Steve Dace, Pat Gray. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, as we go over the uh, State of the Union. Mm. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Don't forget as well, The Great Reset. There are actual physical copies in bookstores, finally. Uh, so Glenn's new book, don't don't miss that. You can get the first chapter for free at Glenn'sNewBook.com. And subscribe to the podcast of this radio show and, of course, Studios America, available wherever you are listening to this particular podcast. And you can rate and review it as well. We'd really appreciate that. Five stars is the appropriate number number of stars. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Ah, yes. Hello, Stu. Glenn, how are you? Oh, my God. Gosh, I'm great. You are. I am you, great. You're on a high from that oh, speech last night, aren't you? Yes. Me too. Yeah. You know, it was inspiring. Oh, inspiring. What an incredible speaker. Finally, this man is. we are going to do something about those burn pits. I, thank you. <laughs> right. I it have is, a, a bumper sticker on my car that says, "When are we going to do something about, about those the burn, burn pits. pits?" You know, and. Now we are. I, I wear a sticker almost every day. Ask me about the burn, burn pits. pits. Right. I've seen right. that sticker. Right. Yeah. And finally, people are going to do something about it because it's been on the top of everybody's list. <laughs> I mean, it may very well be a very serious issue. I, it's, I, I have never was, heard of it. It was a surprise. I, yeah. I did not have burn pits no, on my bingo I card. <laughs> I did not. No, no. You could have won 100 Bitcoin last night <laughs> yes. if you had burn pit yeah. on your bingo card. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, but no, but no. Now, listen, I've decided to change the show just a little bit because I, I learn from those people in uh, government um, because they're they're just so knowledgeable. They're surrounded by the experts. They know they know us better than we know ourselves. So I just want to I just want to start with um, Kamala Harris explaining yesterday on radio, the morning hustle. Um explaining ukraine uh and i'm learning from this now listen she's really broken it down so everyone can understand here it is if you're watching any level of news even social media you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the ukraine break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the united states so ukraine is a country in europe it exists 
next to another country called Russia. <gasps> Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. Wow. Okay, that that's amazing. What? Is that so? Yeah. I, she didn't. She didn't reveal classified information. There, I don't did she? think so. Okay. I don't think so. But I'm you never concerned. know. Right. You, you never know. So I, let me so explain the uh, the state of the union. Um, the United States is a country that most of us live in, and it's not surrounded. It has a couple of bodies of water on each side and then down is one country which is a great country but it's kind of emptying out it's it's leaking into our country right now but that's a different story forget about that Mm -hmm. and then on top of us are canadians and it's complex i don't want to get into it i don't want to get bogged down just think it's a smaller it's a bigger country but not as powerful as the country, again, we live in, called the United States. And it's on top of us. Will it fall on us at any point? No, and I, uh, but sometimes if you feel like somebody's standing on your chest, it may be Canada. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. This is why they think they can stand up and say, you know what? I'm tired of this defund the police it's fun, the police, and everybody on the left stands up. Yeah, finally, <laughs> because that's who they think their voter is. Um, Russia is a country, and there's another mm. big country, and it's wrong that that bigger country decided to take the little country. What are we for? So you're th- you're saying. They believe they can get away with completely reversing themselves on this policy because Because they they think their voters are that dumb. That dumb. That dumb. They might be right. They may very well be right that they're that dumb. I think so. I think so. Uh, um, Either that or they have like a giant concussion because of a burn pit or something. (laughs) I don't know. Burn pits. That's (laughs) right. You know, it's like, was anyone else around and saw that? It was the Republicans that were like, oh, let's not defund the police. How, how do you expect to get away with that? Did all the, everyone on the left stand? Because the coverage I was watching, they only showed the Republicans standing for that part. And I wanted, I wanted to see, is AOC standing? You know, who, who on the socialist left stood up for that? Were they sitting? Or did yeah, they I don't stand know. up? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I was in the throes of, oh, you've got to be. Oh. So I was looking up at the sitting, uh, the ceiling at the time, so I didn't notice who stood. Understandable. Yeah, I, I'm curious because they that that was real. That was not a that was not a Republican creation. Now Joe Biden was never the biggest one pushing it, but a huge part of that party mm-hmm. wanted mm-hmm. that to happen until they got it, until they actually tried it, and it was such a catastrophe. Just like all of their other policies, this one they actually felt like they had to go and move away from. But, I mean, you you heard the speech, Glenn. It was a laundry list of all the same crap they've been saying. He could have given that speech in 1988. It was the same laundry list of nonsense they've been pushing for forever. Yeah. And we're going to take your kids and we're going to just shelter them and keep them safe from you. You go to work 
and we'll just we'll keep your kids oh, and it's schools. not going to cost you anything it won't cost you a dime and trust will be them. good union members that are, are with your children oh when i think about giving my children to somebody safe i think of union members <laughs> and what insane person on this earth could look at the last two years and think, yes, I'd like these people to be more involved in my child's education. What? People who think, wait, Russia's a bigger country? <laughs> and wait, wait, hold on. Uh, it's wrong that they would go into a smaller country and take it? Those people. I guess. I guess. Yeah, those people. I think even a lot of those people are like, wait a minute. You wouldn't even let my kid in the building. I know. Oh, that was another one. That was another one. I was looking up at the ceiling when he actually had the balls to say, and it's important that our kids are in school and stay in school. Oh. But then how, but how, then, how, how could you make that pu publicly say wait. that you're the people who want to keep pe kids I, in I'm school? I'm confused. Is the one country that starts with Ukraine, did they come up with YouTube? Ukraine, <laughs> YouTube, that, that those people. It's that though, bad. It's that bad. It is that bad. And Americans really <sighs> Democrats. I mean, come on. Come on. Are you really thinking that you're seeing what's happening at the schools, right? And I'm not talking about the far left people. I'm not talking about the zombies, you know, on either side. Let's just say there's normal people. 80% of us are normal people, I think, that are like, okay, this is really, this is not working. Okay, this is not working. Uh, but we get all tied up in politics and everything else. Just set those aside. Common sense. How's this working out for you? Right? How is this working out for you? You want to give these people more power and more money? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. It's like we're on a car lot and we're like, hey, it's Sam the man with a great price for you right now. And you're like, don't buy a car from him. <laughs> don't, don't do it. And they're like, I don't know, Sam, it spells mass backward, mass, that's God's thing, right? Or, also, no, let's often follows the word cancerous. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little too, okay. that's a little right. too heady there. Uh, mm. uh, I mean, really. It's it's time for Americans to just come together on. I don't want any of these people in charge of my life. I don't want the Republicans in charge of my life. I don't want the Democrats in charge of my life. I don't want these people in charge of my life. No. Uh, how could you? I mean, and it was constant lying. I mean, uh, no. The the tax cuts only benefited the top one percent, which is a blatant lie, a blatant lie. And then uh, no one uh, who earns less than $400,000 would pay a penny more in taxes. A blatant, well, blatant well, well, lie. Hang on just a second. If you're operating under modern monetary theory, sure, 
The government doesn't have to raise taxes. It'll just print the money. It won't cost you anything, except when you go to the grocery store. And when I heard that inflation, the pain you're feeling mm. is mostly because of the car industry, I thought, excuse me? <laughs> How is the price of cars suddenly affecting my fruits and vegetables, milk and meat? I don't know. Those two don't come from the same place. They don't. Well, where do cows come from? <laughs> we need Kamala to explain it to us. <laughs> we do. No. A car <laughs> and a cow. They're, they have many of the same letters, one, and they each have three letters in their name. Car, cow. They sound different because they are different. <laughs> I am surrounded by a new family of people who have their life back because of Relief Factor. Uh, I'm one of them. I was uh, uh, in pain and got to the point to where I just I couldn't do it anymore. I, <laughs> Did anybody else feel like, you know, I just I can't get up another day? Mm -hmm. um, we have our life back because of Relief Factor. It's not a television commercial. It's, uh, it's a group of real people with real results that had real pain. Try it yourself, Relief Factor. This guy when he started, completely bald. Look at him now. <laughs> Doesn't do anything for your hair. <laughs> but, it, but it will help you get out of pain. Give it a shot, try the three week quick start. Doesn't work, move on. But we're here to tell you, it works. ReliefFactor.com. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. We have Senator Ted Cruz from the great state of Texas on with us. Hello, Senator. How are you, sir? I'm doing terrific, Glenn. Great to be with you. Okay. I really have one because I was freaking out by all the lies that were told last night. And then about halfway through, I realized the guy's got like a 30 percent approval rating. None of this stuff is going to get done. Yep. Uh, will you back that up or do you think there's a chance? Well, well I, I think that's largely right. And, and, and one of the things that was astonishing was that he wasn't even trying. L listen, any fair assessment of the Biden presidency Things are going badly. The guy's got a, a 30 percent approval rating. The wheels are coming off. Every policy is failing. And any ordinary White House heading into a midterm election in November where they're going to get blown out of the water and they know it. They know they're going to lose the House. They know there's a very good chance they're going to lose the Senate. Ordinarily, a White House would say, hey, the State of the Union is our best chance to course correct, to change paths. And, and you and I both saw someone who did this beautifully, which was Bill Clinton. He mm -hmm. was headed to a train wreck and he used yep. the State of the Unions to course correct and he got reelected as a result of yep. it. What I found astonishing is Biden didn't even try. Mm -hmm. there, there wasn't even the tiniest hint to an alteration, of course. Most of what he talked about policy-wise was, was his so-called Build Back Better bill, which I call Build Back Broke, which right. didn't pass, isn't going to pass. He knows it's not going to pass. And, and the whole speech was being delivered to the hard left Democrat base. I guess that shows just how much trouble he thinks he's in if he thinks the hard left base is so unhappy with him that he's got to deliver the whole speech to them. 
but but it was it it was I've seen now ten State of the Union addresses from the floor of the House. I've seen them from three different presidents. This was the most out of touch State of the Union yeah. I have ever seen. Yeah. Um, let me let me ask you. And how does that happen? You have to say when they were, you know, when he said. And by the way, uh, the mantra is not defund the police; it's fund the police. My head almost exploded. But I want to play something. This is Kamala Harris yesterday on a radio show explaining Ukraine. And I'll tell you why I'm playing this here in a second. Listen. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Okay, Ted, she's either a third grader or the Democrats (laughs) think that their voters are this stupid because that's the only thing I can think of when they say, hey, it's fun, the police. Do they not remember, I don't know, ju- the, the last two or three years where they were the ones pushing for reimagining the police and the Republicans were the ones saying, not a good idea? Uh, do they think their uh, their voters are morons? So, so the only thing I, I might push back on is I'm not sure it's an either or. Does it have to be either she's <laughs> a third grader or they think their voters are? Yeah, can, no. Can both? No, it can be both. It can be both. Uh, listen, it. So there were a couple of moments in the speech where Biden uttered a sentence that was sane and rational and that you and I agree with. So when he said, don't defund the police. Yeah. All the Republicans, we stood up and applauded because we support that. Um, he also later said we should secure our border. We all stood up and applauded at that. We support that. He later said. Uh, we should keep our schools open. Again, we stood up and applauded the Democrats and all of those. It was the Republicans driving the applause on those mm-hmm. on those three. Um, there was one other where he says the CDC says masks are no longer required. And, and I led the applause on that one. I'm like, damn straight. Boy, it's a miraculous coincidence that happened right before <laughs> the State of the Union. It, it's amazing hey. how the science has a sense of political timing intimately connected to the polling i mean it just really is is you don't question how our lady of guadalupe works her miracles i mean you just don't know (laughs) (laughs) but you know let's go back to the defund the police the cynicism of the defunding so so look it was obviously democrats for the last three years who pushed defunding and abolishing the police all over the country and by the way they haven't just said it in the abstract they've done it in democratic city after democratic city They've slashed the funding for the police. And we now know the results of defunding the police, which is that crime is skyrocketing, murder is skyrocketing, carjackings are skyrocketing, property crimes are skyrocketing. And so suddenly the Democratic pollsters realized, oh, shoot, this is really unpopular. Oddly enough, people don't like it when the police disappear and murderers start prowling the streets. That, that, that is an unpopular thing with the voters. I don't know how they didn't know that before, but they figured it out. So the really cynical gaslighting is, is A, they claim they were never for defunding the police. But B, the next sentence Biden said in the speech after we should fund the police is he said, you know, one of their massive multi-trillion mm-hmm. dollar spending bills 
included some small chunk of money for police and Republicans voted against it because they were bankrupt in the country and driving inflation through the roof. And so their talking point, which Biden said last night, which they'd said at the White House press briefing, is it's Republicans who are defunding the police because they didn't vote for our socialist budget. And we had a little bit of money for police in there. And it, it's the level of cynicism. It's not even third graders. They, they think the voters are kindergartners with ADD on Ritalin. Yeah. Like playing video games and utterly not paying attention. And, 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 and it's look, I, I think one of the things about our democracy is, is you should respect the voters and respect the people. It's one of the things you do every day with your show is that is that you're working to inform and entertain, but actually to discuss what the hell's going on. It's why people mm-hmm. listen to you. It's why people watch you and listen to and, the and, people and listen to the yes. people. Yes. Yes. So let me switch uh, topics here. Um, are there real, are people serious about a no fly zone that we would enforce and send troops into Ukraine or to go into war with Russia? Are there, is that serious? So nobody serious is serious about that. There are only a couple of clowns. I think that would be a terrible idea. Horrible. Um, You know, it it has only been a handful of voices suggesting it. I don't think that's going to happen. I am certainly opposing it vocally. Um, If you look at Ukraine, um, you know, Kamala was right. It happens to be a country. Um, appreciate that insight. Um, In Europe. <laughs> I don't know what Europe um, is, but that's where that country is. Well, there, there you go. Yeah. Um, listen, the invasion in Ukraine was avoidable. It didn't have to happen. And, and two things caused the invasion in Ukraine. Number one, last summer. Uh Joe Biden's disgraceful surrender in Afghanistan, abandoning Afghanistan to the Taliban, leaving Americans behind, incompetently giving up Bagram Airfield, releasing terrorists to turn around and murder 13 servicemen and women. That disaster was so bad that every enemy of America looked to Washington and took the measure of the man in the Oval Office. And they determined that Biden was weak and feckless and ineffective. And Russia did that, and China did that, and Iran did that, and North Korea did that. And at the time, Glenn, I said the chances of Russia invading Ukraine have increased tenfold. Mm -hmm. The chances of China invading Taiwan have increased tenfold. Yeah. But secondly is the specific mistakes that Biden made with regard to Ukraine and Russia, which is – Putin has wanted to invade Ukraine a long, long time. Ukraine used to be part of the Soviet Union. Putin longs to reassemble the Soviet Union, even to go broader, as he described in his bizarre and terrifying speech uh, last week. He wants to reassemble the Russian Empire of 1922. He has already invaded Ukraine once. He did so in 2014. He invaded Crimea, the southern part of Ukraine. But he stopped. He didn't go into all of Ukraine. Why did he stop? The reason is Russia's principal source of revenue is the sale of oil and natural gas. And the natural gas runs on pipelines right through the middle of Ukraine. And the danger that Putin faced is if he invaded Ukraine, he risks damaging or destroying those pipelines. And if the pipelines are destroyed, he can't get his gas to Europe. So what did he do the next year? The next year, 2015, 
he began building a pipeline, a pipeline called Nord Stream 2 that goes under the ocean. It goes directly from Russia to Germany, and it skips Ukraine. And the reason he started building it is so he could invade Ukraine. In 2019, I authored bipartisan sanctions to stop Nord Stream 2. My sanctions legislation passed both houses of Congress with overwhelming bipartisan majorities. President Trump signed the sanctions into law. Putin stopped building the Nord Stream 2 pipeline literally the day that Trump signed my sanctions. For over a year, the pipeline was dead. Biden gets sworn in as president on January 20th, 2021. Four days later, January 24th, Putin begins building once again deep sea construction on Nord Stream 2. Why? Because Biden projected weakness. And a few months later, Biden formally waived sanctions on Nord Stream 2, surrendered, allowed Putin to build the pipeline. And Glenn, that is why Putin invaded Ukraine, because Biden was so weak and surrendered and allowed him to do that, do it. And this administration believes weakness and appeasement is how you deal with bullies. All right. Let me ask you one quick question. So we both have to run um, the yeah. uh, yesterday during the speech. Uh, oil per barrel broke one hundred and ten. Um, yeah. that, that's that's craziness. Um, there is there is no doubt, no doubt that the American people are going to pay a very high price for this. He's not going to open up anything. Congress is out of, you know, out of your control or GOP control, reasonable people control. Um, uh, are, are we still buying Russian oil? Are we buying it? Because they say that everybody is uh, stop buying it. But I read that we're still buying their oil. And so is Europe. Is that true? Uh, it is true. We are still buying Russian oil. In fact, the region of, of the country that buys much of the Russian oil is the Northeast. It's places like Boston, Massachusetts. Why? Because the idiot politicians in New York won't allow them to build natural gas pipelines to get from the Marcellus Shale in Pennsylvania. There's vast amounts of natural gas in Pennsylvania, but New York won't allow a pipeline to go through. So instead, the liberals in Massachusetts import Russian gas and Russian oil rather than using American. And, and listen, if you look at the sanctions Biden put in place, he explicitly exempts energy. Yep. Energy is where Putin gets the bulk of his resources. We need yep. to not only stop buying Russian oil and gas, we need to lead a worldwide boycott. You want to weaken Putin. We need to use our economic might to weaken Putin, and that means cutting off the sources for his gas and, and we've got plenty to sell in the United States. And, and, and Putin right now assumes Europe is addicted to their gas and, and their oil. They have to keep buying it. If suddenly the European refineries begin purchasing from other sellers, including the United States, including Texas, they're not just going to get it on the spot market. The producers are going to want long-term contracts. And if Putin starts seeing these refineries sign 10-year contracts with Texas producers, that goes right to the heart of his military strength. It's how he funds Correct. his entire invasion. That's actually how we defeat them. And, Glenn, the problem is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they believe Putin's going to win, and, and they don't believe there's anything we can do to stop that. Like mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan, when he was asked, what do we do in the Cold War? What's your plan? He said, very simple, we win, they lose. We should work 
to make Putin lose. And the way you do so is, number one, using our economic might to cut off their oil. And number two, providing military weapon to the Ukrainians yeah. so that they can defend their own country. Not American soldiers. We should not send American soldiers into combat with Russians. But the people of Ukraine are fighting heroically, and yeah, we ought are. to be, be providing them with javelins and stingers so they can defend their own country. Ted Cruz, thank you very much, sir. Appreciate your uh, perspective today. Senator Ted Cruz from the great state of Texas. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Let's go back to that, that uh, conversation that we just had on the phone. Because obviously we are not fans of the Great Reset, for example. We are not fans not of the Great fans Reset. Of the great reset. Yes. And the caller said that Russia is fighting against the Great Reset. The globalist Great Reset, is that Correct. Really the way she said it? Yes. And then you said she was right. Mm-hmm. So are you... Because I, I don't feel like okay. I'm fighting on the same side as Vladimir no, Putin on this one. you're not. Okay. You're not. Th- this is, I need to express, and I've been trying to express this in many ways. You've got to stop looking at the world you used to live in, the world you think you live in right now. That world is over. It's gone. Okay? You, the reason why we can't make ground is because people won't change. There's been a paradigm shift. And until you cross over... And realize, oh, wait a minute. It's a different game being played. You're going to lose. You're destined to lose. Okay? So here's what's happening. There are two realities. There's the one that most of us believe we're in right now. Republicans versus Democrats or, you know, the the Marxist against the constitutionalist. We believe that we live in a country that is free, that our republic represents us. Um, and that we have rights and the president of the United States actually represents the people of the United States. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. You don't live in that world anymore. Here's the real world. This is the world of the elites. It is national socialism, fascism. That's China and Russia. Okay. They will control their economies. They will tell industry exactly what to do in Russia and in China. You don't agree, they kill you. Okay? That is a system that they've had for a long time, and they're fighting for that. A nationalist system. Russia is important. China is not going to join any global community and say, China is just another one of many nations. They're not going to do it. Neither will Putin. Okay? But that's what's happening to the West. Through the Great Reset, the Western leadership, they're not listening. Let me ask you this. How is it the United States, the president of the United States, is is still buying Russian and Iranian oil today and telling us that there's nothing he can do about the price of oil and how it's going through, we, how it's going up. We all know he can. Just turn the spigot back on. Right. We all know He's that. just saying, feel the pain. Correct. And the American people are going to have to, you know, they're going to sacrifice for their values. Wait a minute. I don't see any of you guys sacrificing. What do you mean? We're going to have to sacrifice and there's nothing you can do. There's lots of things you can do because he's not the president of the United States. He's one president in the Great Reset. America's not special. 
you notice that we're not really leading the charge. It's France. It's England. It's Poland. We're in the mix. But it's a coalition. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever seen with every war we've put together an international coalition? Uh Uh-huh. And we've got some sanctions. Uh Uh-huh. Have you ever seen sanctions work? Not, not <laughs> to the extent. I mean, they might have some effect. Yeah, they I mean, have like some it, effect. They had an effect on Iran, but yeah. I mean, only really hard ones and yeah. a minimal effects usually. Right. And why is it minimal? Because Iran can sell to somebody else. Right. They'll sell to France. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do the sanctions really mean? Because you can't get everybody on the same page. Right. Now, let me talk about sanctions, the same kind of sanctions. When we went to war with, with Germany. You couldn't do business with a a business in the Reich. So what did they do? IBM was there at Auschwitz. It's the IBM machines that made the Germans so efficient. Well, those machines, they were it was early punch cards. They had to be they had to be fixed every two weeks. Well, IBM is not going to do business. IBM did business. They just did it in their European offices. So IBM America, oh, no, 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 we're not doing it. IBM Europe was doing it, Mm -hmm. okay? You can't, when sanctions, you can't get all the countries together, and then you can't get private industry because you can't tell private industry exactly what to do, and they'll find a loophole if they're making money, right? Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Okay, look at the sanctions that are happening right now. The federal government and all governments around the world They're not the ones that control SWIFT. That's a international banking that belongs to the banking sector. When you look at what's happening with the oil in Russia, Russia is not able to fill any tankers. Okay, they've got the port. They can get people, they can get oil into the tanker, but they can't sell it to anybody. They're even cutting the price. They're even saying, we'll pay for the shipping. Why won't anybody do it? They won't do it for a couple of reasons. One, the insurance companies will not insure those companies or those countries that are buying that oil. They say, no, you're on your own. If something happens to it, you pay for all of it. The other thing is the banks have told those countries sanctions can go on you private, not not. No, this is not governments. This is private banks saying, you know, I don't know if that's going to go well for you because then we have to question you and maybe you should receive sanctions. That's like IBM saying, hey, you're killing all the Jews. We're pulling all of our machines out. They didn't do that. Businesses never do that. Why is it happening this time? I truly believe this is the only thing that has made sense to me yet on trying to to figure this whole Ukrainian thing out. What did Joe Biden do when he first got into office? He made it so Europe could have this pipeline. Okay, they're going to get oil. Then when he started flexing his muscles, what did he do? He said, well, you know, this is five weeks ago. I mean, we don't know if he I mean, if he goes in and tries to take Ukraine, but if it's just a small incursion, then maybe, maybe then we'll have to discuss it. Minor incursion. Minor mm-hmm. incursion. That means probably those two territories that he first said he was going to go in and get. 
Okay, a minor incursion. Then maybe I don't know what we'll do. Well, if I'm Putin, I look at my advisors when I hear that and go, did he just tell us we could take half of Ukraine and it would be kind of cool? Let's go. So our president has been enabling, enabling, enabling the whole world. Why didn't they just lie about it? Why didn't you just say Ukraine's not going to get into NATO? It's not even on. It's it's we're not doing that. Why didn't you just say that? Could have all been avoided, right? We didn't take easy steps and we enabled him every step of the way. I'm not saying we plotted this or it was a plan to have him, but it is a crisis now, a major crisis that you don't want to go to waste. So now he's in. I've never seen sanctions like this ever before. Total and complete, except for that little leaky oil problem. It does seem, though, that these are the harshest sanctions I've ever, ever seen on a country. I've ever seen. And, and it's because of the private businesses mm-hmm. being in step with the global governments. Mm-hmm. That's never happened before. They can tell you, but there's always works or workarounds because they're global companies. Okay? So... Now it's completely shut off. If this works, why will these sanctions be the first sanctions to work? Because both sides are are participating in unison, right? They're working public and private private. partnerships, Mm -hmm. global, not America, not led by Biden, but led by the world, led by the entire West. We didn't put this together. It was a cooperative. See what we can accomplish if we all just work as one. Imagine what we could do. Now, gosh, because of this, oil has just shot through the roof. And I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's good and bad. It stops inflation because nobody can afford anything or go anywhere because they can't afford oil. And oil helps us with all kinds of things from synthetics to medicine to fertilizer. And now everything, it's a crisis. It's a crisis. Oil being at $150, $60, $200 a barrel is a crisis. And it has caused food shortages. Do you remember what happened when there was a wheat shortage in Egypt? Arab Spring. So we all have to work together again. We are watching the formation. What Ukraine is, is 15 days to flatten the curve. That's what Ukraine is. COVID was real. How it got out, I don't know. Not important, but it was real. It's not a conspiracy. It was real. What did they do? Took advantage. They took advantage and all of us cheered it on. We're like, yeah, that's right. We should stay in our house for fit. But we let the government do all of these things. We let them because it was an emergency. Yeah, you you should do those things. You should have those powers and you're never going to get them back. Ukraine is 15 days to flatten a curve. What happens on the other side? I don't think we ever go back and they make the case. Only the Great Reset, only this public-private global partnership 
is is going to work from here on out. Look at what we've accomplished without any bullets. So you're worried about how this power is used in the future. Maybe it's not just an invading nation of a big nation inviting a small nation, as Kamala would explain it. Let me take just one minute and then just talk to you about Switzerland, which I find amazing. The president pointed out as a speech yesterday. Okay, so did you know that Switzerland was like, we're not going to take what? We're going to stop. We're neutral. Putin? No, we're neutral. You know what we do. We take gold and money from anybody. It's our thing. And it's all anonymous. Mm -hmm. It's why Swiss bank accounts are different than any other bank account. It's completely private. We don't ask any questions. Just put it here. Okay? That's the Swiss bank account that everybody knows. So the world came to, the banks came to to Switzerland and said, hey, guys, you got to cut off all of the funding and close those accounts with all of the oligarchs and everything in Russia. And they're like, you realize you're in Switzerland. That's kind of what we do. We, we can't do that. We're not going to do that. Otherwise, we're not a Swiss bank account. The next day, you're starting to see stories about how Switzerland is holding all of the pilfered gold from Venezuela and from the Philippines. We've known they have dirty gold and dirty money. Where do you think the Nazi money went? Yes, we know that. But that was released after they said, no, 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 we can't help out. And what did they do after that release? Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. We had hot chocolate and the Swiss Miss on our mind. We're going to help. That's because the business sector came down on Switzerland and said, you're going to play by our rules. The one thing I learned about TARP, I know a guy who worked for Citi. Citibank, and he was their um, CFO, and he was there the night that the crash was happening. It was a Sunday night, and he said, we didn't need the bailout. We were fine, and the government said to him and all those in the room, you are all taking this, all of you. Whether you like it or not, no one is leaving this room until all of your signatures are on this paper. You had no choice. That's fascism. That's what's happening here. And we're going to wake up after this is all said and done. We'll be like, oh, this was great. And then we'll realize, oh, no, just like Canada, they enacted the Great Reset and the left thinks that's wonderful. Uh, you know, just to get rid of these very violent terrorist truckers. That that's that's what the Great Reset is. That this is a positive attribute of the Great Reset. But know that it is the Great Reset. This isn't the usual system. This is not this is something brand new that they are doing to Putin. Now let's see if it works. My guess is it will and we'll all celebrate. Warning.